In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The title of this homily is Holy Families Change the World. Holy Families Change the World. One more time because we're Orthodox. Holy Families Change the World. We do everything three times around here just to help you. This is a beautiful account of the birth of St. John. Um, the miracle of uh, a barren womb receiving the blessing of God to bear a holy child. We see this with Abraham and Sarah bearing Isaac. We see this with Hannah bearing Samuel. We see this with Anna, Joachim and Anna bearing the Virgin Mary. And we see now this with uh, Elizabeth bearing John with Zacharias. The question was asked in the, in the uh, gospel text, what would this child be? His life was uh, a difficult life. John's life was uh, a, a struggle. We see it here kind of like a miracle and everybody's excited about it and uh, it's, it's a joyous moment, really, in the, the life of, uh, of the Christian church because it's kind of the beginning of everything. He's the forerunner. He's going to be the one that announces uh, the uh, coming of Christ. So we see this kind of joy, but soon after this, uh, they will be leaving uh, the city and moving into the desert, because you remember what happened with Herod. He went after all the babies in Bethlehem to destroy them, and they knew that John was something they wanted also to go after. So Elizabeth went into the desert with John. Zacharias was killed on the way to church. So things change very quickly here. It's, and John lives in the desert. Elizabeth is an older woman. He's living there 30 years. So Elizabeth dies. And so he's taken care of by the angels. Pretty neat uh, surrogate family, I would think. <laughs> taken care of by the angels. So we see this uh, incredible journey of John. And then, because everybody knows about this, it's talked about in the hill country of Judea, all over Israel, they know that there's something special about this John. They probably think he's dead. And then he resurfaces 30 years later. And he starts preaching repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven at hand. And it says, some of the people in all the region came to see him. You know, that's not what it said. You know how many came to see him? Everybody. All the people in the land came to see John. Hear him preach. And be baptized by him with a baptism of repentance. In preparation for the coming of Christ. Everybody came to see him. 
And then as his ministry grows and he begins to bring even some of Christ's disciples to him first, uh, he's the first gatherer, really, of, of those that are going to uh, be with the Messiah. He, he has to step back. He has to decrease. For now, the Lord will increase. And he, in humility, steps back. So we see this in incredible life of John, uh, the miracle of his birth, the difficulty of his childhood, being raised in the desert by angels. You, no wonder he came out with, uh, with, with just kind of, uh, he ate on locusts and wild honey and came out of the desert looking like a wild man. There were no mirrors in the desert. So we see this powerful moment in uh, the beginning of the church, really, in so many beautiful ways. For the Lord is born right after this. Elizabeth and Mary are pregnant at the same time. So we see this incredible uh, relationship uh, develop. So the topic of this homily is Holy Families Change the World. So, thanks to Mark Kern, who did this little uh, kind of flowchart of genealogy of uh, the genealogy of of the, the Jesus's family. Let me share this with you. Holy families change the world. From Nathan and Miriam is born Miriam, Anna. And Zoya. Anna gives birth to the Virgin Mary, and Zoya gives birth to Elizabeth. Elizabeth gives birth to John the Baptist, Mary gives birth to Jesus. Holy families change the world. Cousins, sisters. On the other side, we see Nathan and Esther give birth to Jacob. Jacob gives birth to Joseph, who becomes the father, the, the, the husband of Mary. Also, Jacob gives birth to Cleopas, who marries a woman named Mary. Hold on, hold on, this gets really exciting. Joseph marries Salome and gives birth to Esther, Salome, Joseph, James, Jude, and Simon. One apostle, two of the seventy, one myrrh-bearer. Salome, one of Joseph's children, marries Zebedee. And guess who gives, they give birth to? James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Holy families change the world. Joseph Salome dies, and he takes upon himself betrothed to Mary. Mary who comes from Anna, gives birth to Jesus. Let's back over to Joseph's brother, Cleopas. Cleopas marries Mary. Cleopas is also called Alphaeus. He gives birth. She, they give birth to Matthew, James, and Simeon. Matthew the Apostle, James the Apostle, Simeon, one of the seventy. 
holy families change the world. This isn't just, this just doesn't happen. John just didn't come out of the atmosphere. Zacharias and Elizabeth didn't just decide someday. Gabriel didn't come down and say, oh, I'm going to choose these people. No, they were holy people. They came from holy stock. Holy families changed the world. They changed the world. The world has never been the same. It was completely changed. And the reason you're here is because they were faithful people. That Anna, Miriam, Zoya were faithful people. The Virgin Mary, Elizabeth, Joseph, Cleopas were faithful people. Giving birth to Matthew, James, Simeon, Esther, Salome, Joseph, James, Jude, and Simon. Faithful people. Holy families change the world. We can... I feel like I'm going to give the uh, Martin Luther King speech here. We're going, we can change the world. Maybe not the whole world, but a little bit of the part that you live in, you can change it. Holy families. This is a powerful, powerful understanding for us. This connection we have and we see this holy connection. So I want to encourage you and me that we have this uh, awesome, not only responsibility, but blessing from God. They were given grace to do this. This wasn't separate from the grace of God. This is what they just didn't white knuckle this. God's grace came upon them so that they could be this holy family that could change the world. So for us, I want to talk about just three aspects of family. One, the heavenly family. Two, the church family. And three, your family. The heavenly family. You see it? There it is. This is your father. This is your mother. This is your brother. This is your brother. This is your angel. This is your angel. These are your brothers and sisters. And it never changes. I was thinking about this the other day. We were talking about this in the seminar. You walk in, it's always the same. In every church you go to, what do you see? Your family. Your family. It's stable. It doesn't move. It's always present. It's full of hope. Boy, we're so lucky. We're so lucky that we come to church and see it. And you see it with your eyes. These aren't just icons or pictures. This is your family. These are real people that you have a real relationship with, that they have a real relationship with you. Glory to God. Glory to our heavenly family that never fails that's full of hope, full of uh, everlasting love. You know, it was interesting one time, somebody came to me and said, Father, you know, I have, I have trouble kissing the icon. 
And I understand that. You know, sometimes that's a difficult thing to go up and venerate an icon with a kiss. And I said, do you understand what icons are? And he said, yes, they're windows to heaven. I said, did you know they were two-way windows? That not only you get to go to them, guess what else happens? They get to come to you. They get to come your way. So this isn't just us looking out, looking in. It's them looking out too. So beloved, enjoy and, and rejoice in your heavenly family. The stability you have in it. Because, you know, life around us isn't that stable. It just moves. It shakes. It changes. This never changes. So rejoice in that first. And then our church family, we are to emulate this heavenly family. We are to be like them, to be like Christ in all things. So our joy is then together to work out our salvation. Our church family, we're here to work this out together, to, to hang in there with each other, to be with each other in difficult times, in times of struggle, to, to, not, to, to not find ourselves kind of set apart but set together in our efforts, together. You know, we're not saved. We're, ne we're not saved alone. We're always saved together. That this effort we have as a church family is critical for us and to understand the importance of that. Um, that it is our work. We come together to, to learn relationships, to learn about ourselves. And sometimes what we learn about our relationships in relationship to ourselves is that we're not a very good person. I'm not a very good person. You make me mad. You upset me. You frustrate me. Is that your problem? No, it's my problem. I have to work that out. I have to work that out. And if I upset you and frustrate you, is that my problem? You want to say yes, don't you? I saw that. You wanted to say yes. No, it's your problem. You come and talk to me and tell me I bothered you, but you have to work that out. It's our salvation. It's how it works. It's a togetherness. It's, it's moving in this way together. This is not an easy life. This is a very intense community. Talk to the, all the introverts around here. They'll tell you how, how, how intense it is. Leave me alone. But I think the, the important thing here is that we're here to work this out together. We're a church family. And we're here to save each other. To save each other. May that be our continual effort. And we're going to learn how to do this when we build that church, I tell you that. We're going to have to be working out a lot of our salvation through that. And then uh, I just want to make one comment because I, for, for, uh, for singles because, you know, I think that we, we have a, a pretty large number of people that aren't connected by marriage. Uh, you know, the, what I would encourage there is, is get into this church family. Move into the church. Be, be more involved in the church. Uh, I, I see and I thank, be, thanks be to God for it, but we should have our ministries filled with single people. Filled with them. 
You know, the option historically was you got married to a partner or you married the church. You didn't stay in this gray place. You, stay, you had one or the other. And it, it was very, it's a very healthy thing to be connected, to be accountable. It beats a lot of other things. So you can uh, beat me up afterwards, but that's okay. I think that's a pretty st- good opinion, personally. may not be completely... Not the only opinion, but it's an opinion. So, your family. So, who am I? Who am I? I was born of uh, Marcin and West Spire. And I was thinking today, what, what what did my mom and dad teach me? What did I come out of my family with? You know, they, for me, they were really good parents, but they had, their, they had issues, they had struggles. Um, not as much in my time at home, but as, as when I left the house, things kind of, there were some things that happened that weren't, uh, that they had to really struggle through and struggle with. I'll tell you, the one thing I came away with from Marcin and West Spire was your family is the most important thing apart from God. And you do whatever it takes. You do whatever it takes. That's what I got from them. That's my legacy. That's what I took out. That's that little bit of holiness that my parents gave to me. You do whatever it takes because you made a commitment, because you made that effort because it's in an important place in your life, you make, you do whatever it takes. It wasn't do your best. It wasn't try hard. It was do whatever it takes. And I tell you, I'm just so grateful because I watched it. I watched it and I saw it. You know, I saw them do whatever it took to get through that next thing, to deal with that next issue. So you have something given to you. And I had a lot of other baggage it came to, so I'm telling you, take that which is good. You all can find it. Something in there that's good. And put that in front of you and say, this is what I was given. This is who I am. This is what I follow. But that which is good, just discard the other stuff. Sometimes we get overwhelmed by just looking at all the other stuff we got. Don't look at that stuff. Take that one thing that you know is good that you can build on and build on it. Build on it. That's the legacy you take forward. I would say that all these families that we heard about this morning had trouble. They weren't perfect. They needed to repent. There were issues in their family but they did whatever it took, and they changed the world. Beloved, holy families changed the world. Maybe not in a big way, but in maybe a little way. So work at it. Be grateful for your heavenly family. Be grateful for your church family. Take a legacy from what you were given and build on it. Build on it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.